You're listening to Talk About Trek. This week, we're watching Sub Rosa from The Next Generation with sexy ghosts everywhere you look. You're here with Sam. Hi. And Pete, I'm your host. Welcome back to Talking About Trek. You're here with Sam. Oh. <laughs> oh, hello. Good afternoon. <laughs> we're we're going to keep rolling. <laughs> and you're here with me and well, I'm Pete. Um, and Sam, uh, on this, on this fourth, uh, episode, uh, fourth installment in our series of bad, weird, or both Star Trek episodes, I've yeah. got one question for you. Yeah. How do you feel about the sexy ghosts? <laughs> <laughs> sexy ghosts? Yeah. Um, I've never given it a lot of thought. Okay. I'm, I'm trying to think of any other ghosts. <laughs> and uh, I'm coming up with uh, Harry, Harry Potter ghosts. What like what? <laughs> now? Like now, Moaning Myrtle. Now let's think of it. Let's think of. Are there any sexy ghosts in Harry Potter? Mo- I would. No, Moaning Myrtle. Nearly headless sexy. Nick. No, but what about Rowena Ravenclaw's ghost? It's kind of sexy, I guess. She might be sexy. That's quite sexy. I've always thought Ravenclaw's was the sexiest house. Yeah, def- sultry, mysterious, and, and kind Wise, of intellectual. Kind of intellectual. Yeah. Kind of a little bit obnoxious, but sure. In a sexy kind of way. So, so Rowena Ravenclaw. <laughs> Rowena Ravenclaw. So <laughs> went yes. straight into Harry Potter ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of any other ghosts. Uh, can I think of any ghosts? I don't know. Do you have a favourite sexy ghost? Probably Rowena Ravenclaw. <laughs> <laughs> now you said that. Um, I, I'm not a big horror film guy. It has to it has to be said. No. Uh, but I think if you know if there was a sexy ghost, I'd want them to be you know. Uh, someone who'd haunted my family for 800 years, probably. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's probably... So, <laughs> I was meet a sexy ghost, I want them to be like that. You know? You'd want them to have haunted the entire yeah. Pete White line. I want to be like freaked out as much you as know, I possibly could dad, by a sexy ghost. Your granddad, yeah. your granddad's dad. You want them to have been haunting them for I, the last 800 years. I think years. I'd find that sexy, you know. <laughs> as, as, <laughs> I think that that's just, it's logical to think that's sexy, right? Yeah, sure. I think I think that it's it's the sexiest kind of ghost, <laughs> yeah. in fact. Yeah. And I, and I guess this is exactly the discussion, <laughs> unironically, that the writers had when they were writing Going into this episode. This episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, Sam, you're in luck, uh, because this week <laughs> <laughs> we are doing the Star Trek The Next, Gener- episode, Next Generation episode, Sub Rosa. Oh. Uh, Sub Rosa is uh, an episode in the last season of The Next Generation when, frankly, all bets are off. So <laughs> if, if people don't like this episode enough to stop watching the show, it's okay. They're not getting renewed anyway, and they know that. So they might as well do a weird ghost story with Crusher, Crusher on, in a fake Scotland. Right, let's just do that. Um, it did have a feel of, we don't care anymore. Yeah. You know, let's just do whatever the hell yeah. comes to mind. Exactly. They're just giving, they're giving Gates McFadden a character episode. That's basically what they're doing yeah. in, in, in the last season. But it's yeah. a very strange experience. Uh, and I, I think we should. I think we should just just jump straight into this episode uh, with Sub Rosa. <laughs> so much to discuss uh, because there, this is a strange episode. It has to be said. Uh, we've gone from one Celtic uh, stereotype last week of uh, spirit folk now into a Scottish uh, stereotype with Sub, with Sub Rosa. <laughs> Not sure what the writers are going on. They're very obsessed with like Celtic kind of stereotypes. But anyway, yeah. this episode Sam starts with um, a classic kind of very weird cold open with TNG where you have Beverly Crusher just giving a eulogy at her grandmother's fu- funeral. Uh, you know, just, you know, saying, she, you know, she was, she will miss her and, you know, everything else. It's very kind of like normal and sweet and Picard is standing there with her in dress uniform. But as people start leaving the ceremony, um, one man, as everyone else puts like dirt on the coffin as they go past, like, you know, to yeah. like send her on her way, one man puts a rose on the coffin. Ooh. And what like, a hook. walks off. Wow. And like Beverly looks up to the side and, and this guy turns around and this guy is like, Disney prince. This guy is like, a, <laughs> like an AI Disney prince, this guy. Just like turns around and gives her this kind of like withering kind of like sensual look and just goes off. And um, yeah, that's the open. Wow. <laughs> so it's another it's another one of those nothing's really happened yeah. uh, uh, openings where someone gives someone a look and we're, yeah. we're meant to be intrigued. That's basically it. It's just a, just a, a, sex, a sexy kind a of sexy Disney man. smolder. Just like puts a rose on a coffin and looks at Beverly. And yeah. it's like, are you at this point, are you watching the rest of the episode, Sam? <laughs> Um, I think I'm probably sighing internally and thinking, <laughs> is there something else that I could put on? Yeah. It's like, it's like, oh, the Trek riders are doing that again. Okay. They're going down one of those roads. All right. Fine. Yeah. I think I would have been pretty ups. I think I was probably pretty put off when, when, when it sort of became apparent that there was going to be a, a, just a sort of planet side episode yeah. about, about some, about a sort of funeral, yeah. which is, I guess, I guess there's something to be said for doing a character episode for, for 
Doctor Crusher. Don't get many. Very true, very true. Yeah, Gates McFadden's character was, was kind of used as a context explainer a lot in Star Trek. Or like, a they need to go to the Doctor to like get something scanned. Yeah. It was basically. So, you know, at least there's... But like, I mean, and also, I have to say, like, you know, what a, what a transformation Crusher goes through from this point of being kind of, at, you know, at her grandmother's funeral and, and enticed by a, a sexy ghost man. And then, you know, a, a couple of decades later, she's a freedom fighter and she's basically Robin Hood with her son what? blowing up Borg ships. What a, so, what an arc. What yeah. a character arc this she's is, been on. <laughs> this is the start of Crusher becoming a different person entirely. Wow. This is where it all begins. <laughs> this, this, this episode. Um, and after, after that incredibly enticing opening sequence, we have the credits. And then we go back to Crusher. And she's talking to Deanna Troy, basically asking if she noticed the man. Mm. Crusher seems to be quite obsessed with this this guy. Uh, Troy, um, again, like also like we did in theory a couple of weeks ago. Troy, again, being quite quite voice of reason sensible here, just kind of says, "Well, you know, maybe maybe he was like a friend of hers or one of her patients or something." Yeah, you know, basically just being like. Why are you obsessing over this? Some yeah. dude just put a rose on her coffin, like, like let it alone? Like, well, yeah. chill. <laughs> what, what's, what's, what's going on here? Why would that be a thing? And Beverly said, well, he gave me a remarkable look. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's, it's actually, it's guys, rubbish dialogue. Yeah, it really <laughs> like, is. It like, really, it's it like... Gave me remar- they always give Gates, Gates and Fadden bad, work, bad yeah. lines, I think, actually. Can you imagine going to, can you imagine telling me like, oh, this girl looked at me the other day. Yeah. She gave me a really good look. Yeah. No, Sam, we don't understand. Like, she really looked at me. She really like looked at me and, and I loved it. Yeah. You know, I, I'm obsessing about that. Like, and I would be like, that's weird. Yeah. Just be like, I don't think that she's, it's okay. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think there's anything going on. She it, just looked at you, man. Probably just looked at you. Um, talk, I mean, just, I just, a complete side note, but talking of random uh, weird crusher lines, uh, thinking of when Picard gets assimilated by the Borg. And he's they they get him back and he's in, he's in sick bay in best of both worlds, and he keeps on just saying sleep sleep over again. I think it's because they need to like use the regenerator for something. Yeah, they they need to shut down a particular Borg system to make them go go to sleep. And Crusher just goes, he must be exhausted. He must be, he must be exhausted. <laughs> he must be exhausted. It's like no, that isn't it, Crusher. Anyway, yeah, that's 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 a level of kind of like what she gets normally. So yeah. it's, it's that's kind of fair enough. Yeah. And so yeah, that that's the opening to this episode. Crusher's kind of a bit weirded out by this guy. Uh, meanwhile. Uh, Picard is talking to uh, the leader of this colony because they are on a a colony that, as we're just about to discover, is basically just a recreated Scotland. <laughs> they just like for some reason someone was really into Scotland and they use like actual stones from Scotland and for each of the different bits from Edinburgh and stuff. Yeah, to put us this and, thing together. And just to just to be clear, I think they say in this episode that the entire planet has been made to look like Scotland. Yeah, it's a Scotland planet. And that feels <laughs> a little bit obnoxious. Yeah, you get you get tired of, you get tired of the aesthetic pretty quickly if there was nothing else on offer. It's like it's a little bit obnoxious to just decide actually this entire planet is going to be Scotland. Yeah. Like the you know what are they like the Scottish yeah. society and <laughs> and they've all like We taken... need an old planet. Yeah, they've all like taken on like kind of weird Scottish garb as well. They're like kind of oh. wearing kind of like mid mid twentieth century Scottish like outfits and stuff. Yeah. So it's like a weird period piece like colony. They're I would, really into it. I would believe that this was again like a holodeck episode where they were all dressing in nineteenth century yeah, Scotland. If you turned that. it on, I would believe it was that. Yeah, that, that would almost make more sense. And, and to be honest, if you think about it. It's basically the same set of... Con- it's basically the same plot device. Like, they just wanted to set uh, something in Scotland, so rather than using the holodeck, yeah. they were just like, instead, yeah. the entire planet has been terraformed <laughs> to be the Highlands, which yeah. is, uh, if anything, more ridiculous than just yeah. using the holodeck. Exactly. They, they, it's they, Like, the first five to ten minutes of the episode are the writers explaining why they've done this episode. Like, yeah. trying to explain away why there's a weird... It's like we just wanted to do a Scotland episode, okay? Leave us alone. Yeah. It's basically what and I'm they, saying. And they all wear a lot of tartan, so they, you know, so you know it's Scotland. So many kilts, it's <laughs> it's crazy. Just so you know, this is Scotland. Um, so yeah, the, you know, and the, the leader of the colony basically says, "Oh, well, you know, our systems are a thousand years old, so maybe you guys could take to take a look." So because like very liberally, just like we were gonna, we were due at a star base tomorrow, but ah, we'll hang around for a bit, like for a few more days. Yeah, why is- not? Quite unpicard, actually, just to be yeah. like, you know what? We yeah, fine, we'll divert. Why not? Back to back to Crusher and Troy, uh, who are now back back down on the planet, our um, post grandma funeral, uh, back at the cottage. Uh, Troy is like in the in the in the cottage with Crusher. She remarks that her her nana had remarkable green eyes, and this is a little little hint to what's what's to come. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, Cru- and then and then Troy, who. You could, I think you can read in this episode a few times, Troy is just a bit sick of Beverly's shit in this episode. <laughs> because Troy then just goes, 
I'm going back to the ship. Yeah. And it's basically like, Crusher's kind of like, you know, having a bit of a time. I'm just going to leave her alone. So she, she, so she leaves. And then Crusher like kind of like takes the candle. There's, there's like a very prominent candle sitting oh, in, yes. this, in this cottage. And she's kind of, oh, she know. This, this candle, she tells Troy the story of how um, her grandmother always kept it lit. like it's the Olympic flame, basically. Yeah. I... That's a, that's a magic candle. You know, yeah. the moment you watch <laughs> yeah. it, you think, that's a magic candle. Do you know, do you know what? That, that magic. I, I, I know a magic candle when <laughs> yeah. I see one. And that candle is, is definitely is magic. 100% a magic candle. <laughs> it's got to be magic. That is going to be very significant in this plot. Yeah, they wouldn't, have, they wouldn't have spent over a minute explaining that story if it wasn't that yeah. important. It's well, a, it is Star Trek. It's a stupid magic candle <laughs> that, that, like, for some reason, they've all had to keep lit for the last, like, yeah. 400 years. It's crazy, but, but they've all kept it lit. Yeah. But they have. And, yeah, so she... she the she kind of goes off to bed with this candle and as she does that someone breaks into the house and this Sam is where we get introduced to the two, the true <laughs> hero of this episode we get introduced to Quint and I want you to remember Quint Sam yeah. Quint seemingly like a raggedy old Scottish man that kind of like is a bit crazy he comes in and he tries to he tries to dispose of the candle. He tries to take the candle from Crusher and just uh, just destroy it. And Crusher's like, "What the hell are you doing? Why are you just disposing of this candle?" And he's basically like warning her of grave danger. It's very much like you know, if you if you keep this candle and you stay in this house, things bad things are going to happen. Yeah, he's like the catalyst at the start of a Shakespeare play. He basically. absolutely is. Yeah. Um, and I just want you to remember Quint, Sam. I want you to think about Quint. It's difficult to forget him as we. <laughs> <laughs> As we go through this episode, because he is incredibly prominent in this episode. I I want to I want to, yeah. I mean, I guess we're going to say more about Quinn oh, as, as as we go through it. We but, will. But Quinn Quinn obviously bursts in. Yes. Rather, I I feel like I'd love to talk to Quinn and say, yeah, the way you communicate is not very conducive <laughs> yeah. to what that. you want to <laughs> yeah. achieve. You're trying to warn of danger, yeah. but you're not really explaining yourself, Quinn. <laughs> yeah. You're just kind of rolling in and, and yelling in, in a Scottish accent <laughs> and, and making it very difficult for anyone to believe what you're talking about. There's, there's a few times in this episode where his communication could have been better. That's yeah. definitely true. And I think I think if Quinn could communicate better... Yeah. We, we might have his, avoided... We'd see his value more. And the people around him would, re- yes. would respect him more, I think, right. as well. And I, and I would just... I would love to help Quinn express <laughs> himself better. But I feel like this is going to come back. It will, it will definitely... <laughs> we're definitely going to see more of Quint. But just, it, know, just know that Quint's intentions, while seeming like a home invader, his, his intentions are good, yeah. for sure. Because he, he's, he's, he's trying to put out the candle, right? But we yeah. don't know why. No, but, Cr- but it's, a magic, it's a magic candle. It's a magic candle, probably. Maybe, we don't know, <laughs> we we don't don't know, know. at this point. But this candle seems pretty prominent. The writers <laughs> are trying to hammer it down our throats. This candle's pretty important. Um, so, But still, Crusher manages to save the candle and kick him out. And he's like, oh, I'm not, I'm not going to be responsible for what happens. Uh, but Quint, you're, you're always responsible for what happens. <laughs> um, uh, so back on the Enterprise. The crew are trying to deal with an issue with the colony's weather system. And at this point, Sam, also, I've got to say, when we did in theory, we're talking about B-plots. And at, and at this point, the two plots aren't linked yet, right? So I'm kind of thinking to myself, is this weather system another weird B-plot, or is it actually going to intertwine with the story? Yeah. You don't know at this point. So I my, I thought it was probably... I, when I was watching it, I thought, this is feels like a completely unconnected B-plot. Yes. Because how sure. could you link a weather system with a magic candle <laughs> yeah. and, a, and a funeral? Yeah. So right now, I'm still... I'm still thinking this is just a really bad B plot. Yeah, Picard's going to have to get in a shuttle and save the day again yeah. at some point for no reason. That's what's going to happen. Um, <laughs> yeah. So right now, I I honestly can't. Personally, as a viewer, I like can't see how they're possibly going to link these two plots it's, together. Yeah, I don't. I'm, I'm not. I'm not there yet either. You've got Geordi and Data just on the Enterprise trying to fix the weather systems. They aren't working. It seems to be more of a problem than they're expecting. Um, and then you've got Crusher and Picard uh, also on the Enterprise. And this is where Crusher is is now talking to Picard about her grandmother. And what's happened? And he and she tells Picard that her hundred year old grandmother had a thirty year old lover. And Picard says, "In what is a rare creepy moment for Picard?" Yeah. And this he he basically says to to Crusher, uh, "Seems like the Howard women have an exceptionally vigorous libido." It was <laughs> it's such a creepy line. And like the thing is that I don't think that Patrick Stewart wanted to deliver it creepily, so he tries his best to deliver it in the most kind of like light-hearted way. Yeah. But it still comes across as creepy. That's a very weird thing to say to someone. It's your family are sexually supercharged. Yeah. <laughs> all of all of you. All of, all <laughs> of the women in your family are really. Sex- I guess. Sexually... I guess you're really hot. Yeah, are yeah, you, yeah. Are you Beverly? <laughs> yeah. Are you horny, Beverly? It's basically <laughs> what he's saying. It's just a really weird line, and Beverly reacts like, right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I hope that I am too. <laughs> it's like a really weird reaction. But then there's there's that bit, or maybe you, maybe you're gonna say it. But then there's that bit where he 
she sort of turns away and then and then she goes into a sort of room and the camera stays on Picard. Oh yeah, no, yeah. And he just goes <laughs> like thirty years. Yeah, thirties. Yeah, yeah, he goes. That's what he 30s. says. Thirties. Like, I mean, it is like a seventy-year age gap. But what's so it? What's crazy. he like? What's he saying there? What? How do you? How do you interpret that? So he's like surprised that this this hundred-year-old woman is dating somebody in their thirties. And and is he like thinking like I? I should be dating. Someone. Yeah, maybe he is. Maybe he's like, like what, 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 maybe I should be dating younger. <laughs> like, yeah. Just one thing I want to add here, right, yeah, is it. that uh, this is pretty well. That Picard obviously is involved in in, in kind of other bits of this episode, but yeah. I feel like this was it's weird that they didn't and science spoilers, but they didn't bother trying to bring Picard and Crusher's relationship into this episode really at all absolutely yeah <laughs> absolutely considering again what we learn from Picard season 3 that they end up having a child in the future right? yeah so yeah yeah so it's and as and Riker was saying in Picard he was watching this relationship cook on the Enterprise oh that's, oh why would <laughs> you think that be, be rustled up boiled up so like clear <laughs> so clearly there was like tension but it just was never shown and it's season <laughs> it's season 7 yeah like, this is the time who cares anymore like yeah why not have a have a sort of episode where they explore that a bit? Yeah, exactly. Like Picard should have been like kind of it's an emotional time in Beverly's life. Picard should have been involved more. Yeah, and he just did maybe a bit jealous. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Why, why not? Um, it's it's a strange one. Um, but at this point, nothing. Talking about nonsense factor, bring that nonsense factor back in, Sam. Because yeah. at this point in the episode, it's not gone nuclear just yet. Yeah. So you've you know there's some weird things happening with the weather system. Like, there's a candle that might be a bit strange, but it might just also be superstition with a weird Scottish man. And Crush is just talking about how horny her grandmother was. That's... Which is which is strange, yeah, but, but, not, but yeah. not broken. And nonsense factor, for anyone that didn't listen to the previous episode, yes. we, we basically had to develop a nonsense factor because we watched, <laughs> uh, what was the episode? Spirit Folk. Spirit Folk. Yeah. And it got so ridiculous that we had to do a, a, assign yeah. a nonsense factor yeah. to each episode, and we I think should... it's still relatively low at this point. I think right? we should keep. It, I think we should keep it in. Where's your, right. Where is your nonsense factor out of ten right now? Well, this it's it's nonsense, but it's <laughs> consistent nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> There's a magic candle and a man that can't express himself very well. Yeah. But n- right now, nothing has happened that's not consistent with the world that we understand. For sure. Except maybe. Terraforming the entire planet to be like the Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's slightly ridiculous. So it's pretty low. Um, maybe like two. Yeah, two. Yeah, fair enough. We're yeah. we're we're about to we're about to put it up a bit. That candle has been a curse in your family for generations. Now, if you have a liquor sense, you'll listen to me right now and do away with it. Now, give it to me. This is a family heirloom, and I intend to keep it. <laughs> next that night Beverly goes to bed in, in her in her weirdly kind of like centre bedroom where her bed is in the middle of the room and I love this bit <laughs> some like she's just lying on her side and like some weird presence just starts to try to undress her and they take like her her like her like um her jacket off her shoulder and then her her like top of her shoulder yeah and, like I guess like probably like some ghost is trying to kiss her shoulder or something yep. um, and she just freaks out and goes what was that um, but I just just to pause on that exact moment where you see this I was thinking about how did they do this they must have had some like invisible wire yeah and there's someone, wire. <laughs> there's someone like just out of shot just like peeling it off Beverly's shoulder. I just think that's so funny. It, it looks, must have been such a funny thing to see. It looks very much like someone's doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, the other thing about this scene in TNG, or really yeah. any Star Trek, yeah. then they're wearing more normal pajamas <laughs> yeah. uh, than this. Beverly it appears in this scene to be wearing some sort of, again, like 19th century yeah. uh, white, like uh, sort of nighty, yeah, I guess, like, which, which yeah, has I ruffles. Guess it's a nighty, yeah, like, like, yeah. It's, it's got sort of ruffles all over coat. it. It's yeah, a weird thing. Yeah, it's yeah. very much like they were like, well, this is a a sort of Scottish 19th century, you yeah. know, episode. So she's going to be in, so let's, in character? Yeah, <laughs> let's give her a sort of gothic... Unless unless she's like 90. wearing her grandmother's nighty or something. I mean, that's as creepy as... Which would be really creepy. It's creepy, but but you know what? We probably need a creepy factor yeah, for this do. episode. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a horror, it's a, it's yeah. a horror episode. Are, are you all. spooked out yet? That's what we should know. Um, um, a, a creepy factor is, is one out of ten so far. Fair enough. I'm not too... Well, I mean, it's I a mean, little bit creepy. You, well, look, we've, we've just had some ghosts or something. Oh, to be fair. Try to undress Beverly. That's uh, pretty creepy. It's creepy, creepy. All right, let's say creepy, creepy, fa- creep factor here is 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 four out of ten because it's it's a bit creepy. Yeah, I think it's it's. And when creepy. I say creepy, by the way, there's there's two senses of the word creepy. There's creepy like I'm scared, like a horror, and then there's 
creepy the writers were just being creepy yeah. when they wrote this <laughs> also and again well and this comes in in this in this exact moment right because as as she is being undressed she then just starts to basically just get aroused in like yeah. in, in bed she's just kind of enjoying whatever this ghost is doing basically yeah. and uh, and it kind of like cuts basically so you know there's some this is like the weird ghost sex scene with crusher we get we're getting sexy ghosts we're now. getting sexy ghosts you, you promised uh, you you said we were getting a sexy ghost yeah and we got a sexy the ghost, ghost has just started to be sexy All right. basically yeah the next day, uh, Crusher then goes to Troy and said, I had a weird dream where I felt like someone was undressing me. And it was, says the words, it was particularly arousing. Yeah. And Troy, again, is just basically like, you had a sex dream. Why are you telling me this? <laughs> why, are you te- why are you telling me this? <laughs> why are we talking about this? Bev- I mean, uh, great, I guess. <laughs> but like, Beverly's like, no, it was weird. And Troy's like, it wasn't really that weird. You just had a sex dream. The thing that I love about this scene is that Troy is a tried to do personnel they, she, she tries to change something they've actually obviously met up to do personnel reports <laughs> yeah. because Troy's like so shall we do the personnel yeah, yeah, reports yeah, yeah. so basically they've met up to do this work yeah and yeah Beverly's Beverly just, just like but she just continues afterwards I had a sex dream yeah, yeah she was like no but no honestly it was really sexy yeah and the other thing that's creepy this this is where the creep factor goes quite high yeah. in my opinion yeah because she says that she had this dream because she was reading her grandma's journals. Oh, this was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she read a chapter before bed. She read a chapter of yeah. her grandmother <laughs> <laughs> who raised her, talking, I think, by the way. Yeah, talking, talking about this 30-year-old boyfriend she has. Yeah, talking yeah, yeah. about how he, how she had sex with a 30-year-old. And she found that arousing. Yeah. <laughs> that is creepy. And also... Creep factor is like off the chart yeah, now. Like, that's so weird to read that and be like, oh, so hot. <laughs> so and hot then, that my grand is banging this 30-year-old. And Troy just kind of like goes with it. She goes, okay, maybe maybe it's not easy to read two chapters and see what happens. <laughs> well, it's, it's... I guess. She doesn't point out the weirdness that it's, uh, it's your grandma. Yeah. It's literally your grandma. Why yeah. are you doing this? It's, this is so weird. It, yeah. I, I feel like, and I feel like she's just being like a friend. She's basically just like... She doesn't want to point out how weird it is, but it's clearly very weird. Yeah, she's like, yeah. let's just get back to the personnel reports, please, because <laughs> yeah. this is so creepy. I'm, I'm creeped out by this. Back on the planet, uh, Crusher uh, finds uh, Quint again. She runs into Quint. The second <laughs> oh, Quint. Of, second appearance of I hope Quint. he expresses himself better this I hope, time. I hope he finds a way to like, communicate what he's trying to say to Crusher, because it seems like it's quite important. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she finds him by the grave, and he's like putting flowers on her grandma's grave. So obviously he, he was like, he was like looking after her grandmother, or involved in some way. So clearly he's like a nice guy. But again, like Quint just says, don't light, the, don't light the candle, don't go back to your grandmother's house or I'll be burying another Howard soon. So he's basically saying, you're going to die if you do these things. Yeah. So, but he doesn't say why. <laughs> he doesn't say like, there's a ghost or there's... He just basically says, just don't do it, okay? There's like, just, it's like, there might be something going on, just don't do it. <laughs> and again, like Crusher, again, just like, just ignores him basically. This is, this is, he kind of basically runs away. He's like fed up with trying to tell her. Uh, he's communicating very badly. This is when the storm starts. So a big like storm basically starts, you know, lightning, green lightning kind of comes over. This must be the weather system thing that Data oh, yeah. and Julia are dealing with or something. Yeah, um, it's green lightning. It's very dramatic. Yeah, it's, very it's, dramatic. Very, it's very horror inducing. It's, it's, the creepy factor is probably even higher at this point. I've got green lightning. Oh, I, I would be scared. I, I yeah. also just want to say like, yeah, before in that scene, mm. he does have to, Quint has some great lines. Oh, really, yeah. oh please! Really no, I, if you, if you, I, I'm, I'm a big Quint fan. Then I light that candle. Then I light the candle. Then I go into the house. <laughs> I don't yeah. believe it's a real Scottish accent. Um, uh, yeah, I, I wonder all, if the actor is actually Scottish. I, I don't think he is. It doesn't sound like he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then I go into the house. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's like the most like foreboding he, moment. He is there again. Again, he, yeah. His his profound lack, his profound inability to express himself yeah. is a problem. Yeah, he just says, "Don't go into the house; you'll die," and then basically runs away when there's lightning. And that's yeah. so again, he's failed to, and, to like and, properly. And, and again, this candle, you know? Yeah, they're saying about this candle. He's I, saying, "Don't light the candle." I wonder if there's any other Star Trek episode based around a magic candle. <laughs> I don't, are you saying that you know that there is one? No, I don't. I don't. Okay. I, I I wish I was going to come back with, and there is one. I reckon. Yeah, I reckon. Like maybe in the original series, there could have been a candle episode. I wouldn't be surprised. It's, yeah, it's a good thing to Google, really. I, I, I will. Sam is currently googling candle Star Trek. <laughs> just to double check. It's just, it's just oh, Sub Rosa. Yeah, this is this is the candle episode of Star Trek for sure. Yes, yeah, it's um, just just Sub Rosa. So now we just have uh, a big storm uh, going on. Enterprise trying to fix this big storm. It's getting a bit out of hand up there. Geordie and Data don't know what to do, and Crusher retreats to the house because of the storm. And she goes into the house, and it's full of roses, full of roses. Um. 
and Be- Beverly is like, what is going on? This is crazy. This is weird. And suddenly the ghost from last night that she thought was a dream reappears. And again, she is immediately very aroused. <laughs> she is immediate. Like, it's not like a, a, a scared thing. She's just immediately turned on, basically. It's a very strange thing. And the ghost, just instead of in any way just being spooky, just immediately tells her his entire backstory. Yeah. So the ghost, uh, whose name is Ronan, uh, says that he was a spirit that was born in Scotland in 1647 and has been... Having, <laughs> this, is the, this is the important part. Has been having a relationship with every woman in her family for 800 years. Every single one. <laughs> it doesn't get sexier than that. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, oh my God, that's so sexy. It's that's, like, oh. That's what everyone wants to hear from their sexy ghost. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Beverly is in this like crazy sexual days. But we basically have the plot now, which is there is a ghost that's been haunting her family and was haunting her grandmother. The grandmother died. So now it's passed on to her. And now she will be in a relationship with this 30-year-old man who is a sexy ghost called Ronan. Yeah. Apparently. And she's she's kind of into that. She seems to be really into it. Like, she's not freaked out by the fact that this person has been harassing her family for 800 years. It feels a bit strange that yes. she wouldn't be a bit more concerned. And also, considering the fact that she's just had the second interaction with Quint, where Quint's gone... There's a crazy thing happening in the house. Don't light the candle. Don't go back there. Yeah. And she goes back to the house, and there's a crazy thing happening. And she's like, "Ah, oh, this is fine." Why isn't she listening? <laughs> Why isn't she listening to Quinn? No, one listens to Quinn. And do you think that if Quinn had expressed himself more fully and said that I don't really know what happened, but there is, there appears to be something going on there? Yeah. Or you need to watch out for anything scary, and there's something weird about that candle. Yeah. Do you think she? Do you think this? Do you think Crusher would have been like, yeah, no, uh, this is weird. This is exactly what Quinn told me. I really feel like, I really want to believe that she would have, but I don't know that she would have. <laughs> <laughs> Crusher doesn't have the best judgment in TNG. But also, from Quinn's point of view, yes, she, he could have explained himself better to Crusher. But Quint and Crusher aren't the only two people on this colony. So, and if there's a crazy like ghost force in this colony, surely he would have told other people. Right? Yeah, Maybe yeah. no one believes him. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they just think he's a crazy old Well, man. he doesn't express himself very well. He doesn't. He's, he, he's tried to tell everyone He's probably tried times. to tell every page. Every <laughs> yeah. But isn't, isn't this... I mean, do we need a sexy factor for this? Ep- for this? So many factors. For, for this, I think we need a creep nonsense, factor. Nonsense, creepy, and, a, and, and a, sexy. This, it feels like creepy and sexy and nonsense are like... <laughs> Pretty, pretty, pretty good ways to describe this episode. But Star Trek: Next Generation Sub Rosa, creepy, sexy nonsense. <laughs> it is. That. It's all it is. Is it? Is this? Do we not need a sexy factor for this scene though? Because this is not the scene. It gets where... very sexy in this scene. Do we need a content warning for this whole <laughs> yeah. for this whole yeah, episode? We'll put an 18, 18 over warning yeah. in this episode. What, sexy what, how, scenes. How sexy would you say the scene? Sexy is, scenes. Where is your sexy factor at? For this oh, episode? I mean, it's pretty. Well, does she? She's sort of. She's like she's like writhing around on the wall. So very is, very sexy. This is the episode where I, sexy I, Ronin is giving <laughs> Beverly sexy ghost Ronin. Yes. Is giving Crusher an orgasm yes. through his ghostly ability to give women <laughs> orgasms, <laughs> apparently. Which apparently this being is just really good at. Um, it's just, it's a very strange moment. Crusher is just in his sexual sexual days and is completely under the control of Ronan, it seems. It's completely yeah. in, in on this whole Ronan relationship. She's like, yeah, yeah all right. She's 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 pretty, she she has the, the, the orgasm. Nothing's happening with Picard. Picard's making weird libido remarks about her and nothing yeah. else. So, yeah. you know, she might as well go for Ronan, you know. But I think this is where, and well... What's the next? What's the next? So scene? the next thing that happens is that uh, uh, tr- uh, we're back on the uh, Enterprise and Troy checks in with Beverly again. Right, and this was to me the weird thing. Right, <laughs> Troy checks in with Beverly, and Beverly—it's just—it's such a—it's such a tonal change. Yes, it is. Yeah. Like it's like it's, yeah, it's like horror. It's kind of horror. It's like it's weird stuff is happening, and then we're just back on the Enterprise, yeah. and, and Beverly is just completely normal, acting pretty normal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I guess like that they're trying to do a juxtaposition, right? So they're trying to make you. Think think oh well she's not normal or something's going on now this yeah. doesn't make sense yeah but no it's just a very normal scene um yeah troy just checks in crusher confirms that she's met this ronan guy um and that uh like seems to be in some kind of relationship with him and troy's a bit like that's strange <laughs> like it's, it's unusual that you're 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 you kind of uh, turned on by the man who uh your grandmother uh was dating yeah. a bit strange but it hasn't fully um hasn't fully got into a relationship with yet she's just like oh i met him and he's He's amazing. She basically. says. She, she says. Is Troy saying she's trying? She's seeing someone, or she's like. Oh, she, yeah, Troy comes into the room, and yeah, that's it. Troy comes into the room, and no, she's not seeing. Says, anyone. You're definitely seeing. You're definitely <laughs> seeing someone. And the thing is, like, it's not because they know each other. It's because Troy's a betazoid. That's how she knows this, right? Yeah, but she doesn't manage to know that he's a ghost. Though. No, for, no, for she, sure. She, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. She, she like gets kind of some of it, but she's un, she's sadly unable to gleam that. 
is, is a, a ghost. spirit of yeah. some kind. She just knows that Crusher is seeing this 30-year-old man that yeah. her 100-year-old grandmother was also seeing. Basically. I think, as a counsellor, she should have more to say about this. <laughs> I, I know she shouldn't. Maybe it's... It's like friend counsellor like thing here isn't it Crossing yeah that line. i feel like she should probably say this is a bit strange i think even at this point she could say why are you obsessing over this man you know even if you have nothing's happened yet why are you obsessing yeah it's, it's a strange it's a strange um but this is this is arguably my favorite my highlight of the episode what happens next so you you know beverly's just talking about this guy nothing in in, in terms of what's happening on enterprise with troy nothing bad's happened yet with beverly well that we know obviously that something has happened but on the bridge, <laughs> going back to our, <laughs> yeah, going back to our, our kind of like side B plot, not sure where it's going. We go onto the bit, the bridge, and the bridge is covered with like a low level of fog. I mean, the entire bridge just has like kind of like an eighties rock band level of like stage fog across the whole thing, like a fog machine. Yeah, and it's so obviously just been put in, like. And like Riker said, it rolled up on them, which is a line I enjoyed. But this, this is again, this is so strange. They they say it's some sort of feedback or something from this weather yes. system because they're yeah, trying yeah. to put it right. Away. They're trying to put it right, and it's come back and it's like messing with the the, the, the ship system. I want to say nonsense factor is, is nonsense pretty high. Is, it's going up. Here. Like yeah. why again? Like you're you're right. Why would it? Why would it be there in the first place? But why would it just be at, like on the floor? Yeah. Uh, why why wouldn't <laughs> yeah. it be all over it's just this the bridge really, rather than just like, on the floor yeah. in their in their legs? It looks like a rock a rock stage. It does. It's crazy. It's so funny. You've got like just it's just so funny seeing Riker. And why haven't they like done fog. something about it? They're all just standing around like, yeah, there was just this fog that just yeah. rolled in. Which just, what do we do? I, don't know. I did enjoy the rolled in line though. <laughs> and Picard, Michael. yeah, and Picard's just like, oh, I'm just gonna go get my jacket. They just carry on. Yeah, they, they, um, they buy the, that's another thing. Picard's like, they, they're like, oh well, um, I think one of the decks is now below freezing. Yeah, no, We've I, lost. I, I was gonna say this. Yeah. It's it's fantastic because it's way worse elsewhere <laughs> on the ship. So just on the bridge, <laughs> on the bridge, there's just a little bit of fog. I like I like like shin height. <laughs> And then on on t- and ten forward, it's below freezing. So Guinan is freezing right now. Guinan is shivering. Um, and on deck thirteen, there is no gravity. <laughs> so it's a bit worse than just some fog. Deck thirteen, they're just floating around. Yeah. And do you think anyone got injured in this sudden loss reckon, of gravity? I reckon they might have. Yeah. Right. Picard doesn't care because yeah, he's gonna go get a jacket. Picard's like, okay, well, I'll get my jacket then. Yeah. And it's like, well, I don't want to be cold. Was there any injuries? Who knows. suspension of water vapor approximately one degree celsius fog it just sort of rolled in on us sir but yeah that's this, this so it's messing with the systems yeah um and so geordie and data are like okay we've got to go we've got to go sort this out this is getting worse now so they go down to the substation on the planet and they go into the into the main control room of the substation of the weather system and who do they find Quint. Ah, oh, trying to save the day again, he's I back. bet. And, well, he's, we're not sure because he can't communicate. So he's just got his head in like a console and he's just saying, don't stop me, don't stop me. You know, they're, they're, they're like, what are you doing? You're messing with the systems. And he's like, no, stop. And they try to put him away. But Quint, uh, in his kind of exasperated state, gets zapped by some green lightning. Some Ooh. spooky green lightning that we've seen elsewhere. Oh, we saw, we saw the spooky green lightning in the it's, graveyard. It's made a return, but it's, it's, it's actually now, Sam, I'm, I'm afraid to say. It's get kills Quint. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. What a way for Quint to go. Quint just dies because Quint, Qu- Quint. That's a, that's a shame for Quint. Yeah, he he tried to do right by everybody in in this. Yeah, in this episode, and it just hasn't worked out. I, you know, what I was thinking as well. Like, I feel like I know that this this Ronan guy seems to be be obsessed with the the Beverly Crusher's family. Yeah. but on this planet, why not just haunt Quint? Because Quint seems to be quite gettable. You know. Yeah. Quint Quint seems like someone who. You know, is isn't very kind of like cognitively there. He isn't very good at communicating. <laughs> he could probably manipulate it quite easily. So why doesn't this ghost just like this would be a very you know, forward just thinking, haunt him instead? This would be a very forward thinking Star TNG episode <laughs> yeah. if if this episode was about Quinn, Quinn haunting being... an old giving an old man I wanna, or, I orgasms. See... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want to see Quinn getting turned on. <laughs> so again, though, Quinn, if he could just explain, if he could have just, if said... he could have said Geordie data. I'm concerned that there might... I mean, to be fair, this sounds ridiculous, but I'm concerned that somehow this ghost with the, the sort of magic he's candle to, yeah. might be messing with the systems. Yes, and he says he's trying to kill us all, but that's what he, just, that's all he if, says. There's no context. He just profoundly can't express himself. Exactly. Quinn, and and like, I'm really sad for him because that's got him killed. It's, you know, it's, it's, Commun- important, it's an important transferable skill. Communication is really important It's very skill, important. And we just proved it. Yeah, we have. I, but the thing is that... And even in the context of this episode, right, 
Okay, Beverly might not listen to him because she's compromised, but Data would, like Geordie would, yeah. if he just said to them, look, this is what's going on, and they would have been like, oh, okay, that's weird, we'll check it out. Yeah. But he doesn't do that, he just like screams and gets killed by some lightning. And he's dead. And he's dead, and that's the end of Quinn. Ugh. And the true hero of this episode dies, the one who's trying to save us dies. We barely knew Quinn. We barely knew him. We barely knew Quinn, all we know is that he was around for a long time and he was a hero. <laughs> yes, exactly. He was, a, he was an absolute hero. And loved the Scottish planet a lot. Loved was... the Scottish planet, and, yeah. loved, and loved Beverly Crusher's... <laughs> Love Beverly Crush's grandmother. Looked after the grandmother. Just a, just a great... Like, he said he was uh, there more in the last five years than Beverly had been in the last 20. So he's been looking after this grandmother for five years. Yeah. You know? Beverly doesn't really care that he's Beverly, dead, though. Beverly doesn't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, Wesley no also no doesn't care. Well, where, where's, where's Wesley? Wesley's where's Wesley Wesley for this episode? Yeah. Has, has Wesley been dropped off of that planet, I think, maybe by this point? Yeah. Do you know, what? he leaves to... to was Wesley in, was Wesley in season seven of TNG? Or was he out? The last... Out I think the last thing he's in is when he... Uh, the last episode I remember him being in is one with Picard on the planet, where the two of them are, like, stuck on oh, the planet. Oh, yeah, yeah. The crash. I think that's it. But, yeah. But no, he leaves, doesn't he? He leaves just to like stay yeah. with a, a different colony. Yeah. But yeah. Um, oh yeah, because he goes off with the traveller. Yes, exactly. Of course, that's the of course it's the traveller. Yeah, exactly. You know, now obviously we're sad that Quint's dead, but the episode must go on. And uh, Beverly now seeing that uh, Ronan, she's pretty, she's pretty clued up on this now. She's like, I'm pretty, she's pretty sure that Ronan did this. She's seen the green lightning. She's seen what happened. She goes to confront Ronan. So she goes back to the back to the cottage. Uh, is told by Ronan to light the candle. Ronan wants to uh, go up to the ship to be with Beverly. So Beverly's like, "What are you doing? How can you? You know, you're you're killing people." Ronan immediately in control says, "Light the candle and start the transfer beam back up with the Enterprise, and I'll come back up to be on a ship with you." Basically, so Beverly has no control of what's going on. Uh, Ronan is complete control. And, like, yeah, they just completely brush over the fact that Quint died, basically. So he's not going to get a proper... There's no proper burial. You know, we, this episode started with a funeral. We're not getting a second funeral for Quint. Well, I'm, I'm very sad for him. I'm upset about it, Quint. too. Yeah. Um, very, very sad for him. Yeah. Why, so why does he want to go to the Enterprise? That's uh, so one, of the, one guess, of the things I'm not sure about. So I'm wondering if, like, he just, he just thinks that Beverly isn't going to stay on the planet. So maybe he's like, I can go to the Enterprise to, like, be with you or something. Right, and, like, fly around, sure. fly around the galaxy rather than be on the... Uh, yeah. Because then he can ship. like possess her. Because then it's like he's not just in the house, and he can like take fully full control of her okay. or something. I'm not right. really sure. Or maybe the beam. Because it, it, I mean, like obviously spoilers to what happens later. But maybe like the beam gives, gives him more energy, so he can possess her more as he goes up. I don't mm. know. There's something going on with that. Mm. It's weird. It's, it's 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 a strange one. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's that fully explained. But Quint's dead anyway, Quint's and I'm, dead. I'm sad about that. And the and the magic candle has been been it's been, been lit. lit. It's been lit. Absolutely. So the candle <laughs> is now properly lit again. Back on the Enterprise. Uh, Beverly is in her quarters again. Uh, the candle is lit. She's bu- she she hacks into the Enterprise's system and turns the beam on, and basically sits there like basically like a drug addict at this point. Yeah. She's like shaking and like running around the room like waiting for Ronan to come back. Yeah. Which is the most this this scene is like overacting. It's it's silly. It's it, she's very she's suddenly like really under his control at this point. Is she? Yeah. Like she's yeah. just like can't wait for him to get there. Yeah. He just she needs to be with him at this yeah. point. Yeah. Uh, he then of course does appear. And uh, turns into a green fog and basically goes into Beverly. So right. they're now like joined at this point. Right. So Beverly's like possessed by Ronan. Oof. I know. <laughs> big, big, taking I, a, yeah. Okay. So take, taking the sexual arousal to a whole other uh, level. It really, really. has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've become they've become one now. Right? <laughs> and so who knows what's going to happen now because Beverly is fully possessed by this being, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, the next day, we, we we smash cut to Picard in a transporter room. He's furious. Picard's walking. What's happened? Beverly's resigned from Starfleet. <laughs> Beverly Beverly's just decided, you know what? I'm resigned. And Picard comes in rightly and goes, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, why are you resigning? Yep. Something's going on here. Beverly basically says, it's my decision. I've decided I've resigned. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go down and live where my grandmother lived. And that's my decision. She's, she's having none of it. She yeah, wants yeah. to spend the rest of her life. Being ghosted. <laughs> being, being ghosted by, by Ronin. Yeah. She's done with her career, right? Basically. That's it. She wants to go and live in her grandmother's cottage for the rest of her life. Um, I'm, I'm really confused. Is she... At this point, I was taking this to be entirely... Entirely, like, Ronin's doing now. Like, yes. it's not, she's not under any... Well, it's like... Because it's, it's weird. Because if if this, this decision obviously doesn't make any sense. Well, I think... Because it's weird. Because either he, either he is actually possessing her and making decisions for her... Or she is like so addicted to Ronan that she can't do anything apart from be with him. Right. I think it's it's weird either way. It's a very <laughs> sudden. I mean, it kind of makes more sense if she has not if she has no agency in this because yeah. if she has any, it's kind of like well, this this is obviously weird and ridiculous <laughs> and such a major such a major decision that yeah. you'd think like well, even if you were addicted to 
the ghost sex. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be able to see, hey, this is a bit weird. Yeah. Kind of a major... I, maybe I shouldn't make this massive life choice. Kind of a major thing. So um, I'll she, give, does, she does make it. I'll give the episode the, the benefit of the doubt that Ronin is entirely in control here. Let's say that he is, because yeah. it's kind of weird. Okay. Um, and I have to say, this is there is one actual kind of good bit in this episode. So obviously, she beams away. Yeah. And Picard's look of, like, I've lost Beverly... He actually, like Patrick Stewart, so. again, bringing, bringing gravitas to a terrible episode. Yeah. His look of, oh my God, I've lost Beverly. It's actually a really good bit of acting in that like split second. Mm. Um, a high point in the episode, yeah, perhaps. A, a rare high point <laughs> in, in what is a very kind of strange, weird story to go down. Going, going back on with what's happening, uh, those energy readings that killed Quint, uh, the, the, the Enterprise, Data and Geordi have realised they're coming from the cemetery. So there must be something going on with the grandmother or something. Maybe these... Things are linked. Maybe, you know, there's them some kind of green lightning thing. Who knows? The tension is, is really building. It's, it really yeah, is raising episode. at this point. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, who knows what's going to happen. And it feels to me like now maybe the the, the B plot, you know, and the A plot are going to maybe gonna now merge some together. Yeah, you would, you would hope so, wouldn't With you? the weather system. Yeah. And whatever. And yeah. also, it's, this is still, I mean, <laughs> apart from Quint dying, this is still a pretty low-key time for Geordie and Data. They've just been kind of like investigating this weather system. Yep. Nothing major has happened yet to them, you know. Well, it's interesting. Like, they, they're certainly acting as if nothing happened. But Quinn, Quinn died <laughs> Quinn in front of them. Yeah. Was it in theory that a crew member yeah, died? Just, it, I'm still in, in, the, in the floor. Yeah. Like, it's like frozen in the floor. No one cared. Like, yeah. No one cared about that. Yeah. It was just in Picard's. No one cares about Quinn either. <laughs> no one cares about Quinn. But so Picard uh, says, "I'm not having. I'm not having this. This doesn't make any sense." So he goes to visit Beverly on the planet, um, and he starts questioning Ronan's existence. He's like, "Who is he? How come no one's met him?" And you know that you you think he's not going to appear. You're like, you know. They're going to find him out because Beverly can't prove that Ronan exists, right? But then Ronan does appear in his corporeal form and comes down the stairs. The sexy Disney prince is back. And uh, Picard, being Picard, being an absolute legend, isn't taking any of his shit. He absolutely goes off at, goes yeah. off at Ronan. It's fantastic. Yeah. He asks him like 15 questions like, what, what flight did you come on? I want to see the passenger list. <laughs> who are your neighbours? He just like goes more and more Who questions. else knows you? Who else knows you? Where are you? Who are your grandparents? Where are you from? Yeah. It's, it's so good. Yeah. Um, but this is also this, this I mean I think we should we need to attach a, a sexy factor to this scene as well oh well because Picard walks in yeah and uh, Beverly sort of in oh the, yeah we in should the, say in the midst of, Picard, she is, she of is, another ghost orgasm is, and Picard just goes <laughs> Beverly <laughs> am I interrupting something she's like oh no yeah she's, she's <laughs> just <Jean-Luke. laughs> she's just sitting in the chair having one of her ghost orgasms which will presumably be a feature of her life yeah. Now, going forward. Her life is just one big sexy ghost orgasm. And that's what I assume her grandmother's life was then as well. Yeah. Like, essentially just one long ghost orgasm. Essentially. For, for whatever, <laughs> for like 20 years. Well, for like, yeah, for a long, long time. Basically, it seems from my at this point I'm sort of assuming that she basically journaled yes and then and then had ghost orgasms yeah. and then journaled, and then journaled some again. more yeah and then like Quint <laughs> journal came, ghost Quint, orgasm journal ghost orgasm and then Quint would come bring her food occasionally Quint, Quint would give her some food yeah. maybe have a bit of a chat and then she'd go straight back to ghost orgasm orgasm exactly exactly Obviously, and I wrote... just want to say a credit to Gates McFadden by the way <laughs> who had to who had to have ghost orgasms in this <laughs> yeah. episode Imagine doing... She probably has to do multiple takes of a scene can as well. You, can you imagine reading the script and being like, <laughs> no. The Go. stage notes just say, Beverly has another orgasm. <laughs> it's, yeah. like, it's like a weird... <laughs> yeah, it's insane. It's insane. What a strange, what a strange episode. She must have been furious. She might, probably must have been a bit like, I finally get a character episode and it's yeah. just weird, it's sexy, this strange thing. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but sorry, yeah. Ronan... But no, Ronan, Ronan's having none of it. Ronan's having none of this sorry. questioning. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, Ronan uh, zaps Picard. And uh, this is where Beverly finally kind of snaps out of it a bit because she's like, I can't let Picard die. So she, she manages to save Picard enough that he's okay. Yeah. Um, but Ronan has, has gone off to try and stop Geordie and Data because they're, they're, they're investigating in the graveyard these, these energy readings and they've decided to exhume the grandma's coffin. So they're, they're getting, they're, they're bringing Beverly's this grandmother episode, back to life. This episode is just bizarre. I know. <laughs> like when you're like, okay, that's just so many, point, is it? <laughs> there's so many bits to it. Uh, Picard says, I'm fine, go after the ghost. So they go to the graveyard. Just, just a quick point there as well. This ghost is dangerous. Um, this ghost is dangerous. He can, he can zap people to death. He can zap people to death at any moment. And also, why doesn't he do that then? Yeah. Why, why, do, why does why, he do that way more? Why doesn't he do it more? Also, yeah. why, why does Picard uh, just send Beverly after that? Why again not use any of the security teams that they yeah. have on the Enterprise? That's very true. <laughs> There's just, yeah. they never use them. They He's never like, use the security teams. <laughs> no. I would, if I was on one of those security teams, I'd be like, listen, 
we exist entirely for this kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. But, nothing, nothing ever happens on a ship. But fine, just send the Doctor off. Yeah. But like, especially like Worf. Like, just send Worf down to there's, deal with there's it. There's so many, there's so yeah. many people that could, but anyway, he just sends... Anyone with a phaser. He sends Beverly off. He sends Beverly off to the, to, 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 to the graveyard to stop this very dangerous ghost who can kill people in a moment. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, and uh, <laughs> as she gets there... Um, <laughs> As she gets there, Ronan zaps Geordie and Data. Apparently, you know they're also zapped and kind of maybe dead. And he then basically reanimates, reanimates Beverly's grandmother. <laughs> so as Beverly runs in, Beverly's grandmother just like comes up like a like a, like a vampire <laughs> yeah, yeah. and like looks around. And the creepy factor is going off the scale here. I and just like looks at Beverly and starts being like, "You don't understand." <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, I was pretty pleased uh, with that point of the episode. I have to say, yeah. it, it was a redeeming factor for me that the, the grandmother got reanimated because yeah. it just made no sense. It made no sense, but it was just hilarious that it just like became like a creepy grandmother, and she was like trying to stop Beverly but from doing it. What is Ronan's intention here? I don't know. Why he doesn't need to reanimate the yeah. grandma? I don't know what to do any of that. I don't know what uh, exhuming the coffin and getting the grandma up. What that does to Ronan? Does that? I don't understand. What... I didn't even. Really, yeah. Why was he against that? Because yeah, I don't get it. He's. I don't know whether they were like, well, we'll discover the energy and we'll discover that it's linked to him. It's I guess not, so. It's really not explained. Yeah. Um. But that's just what happens. Why that's happening? No. Because Beverly says to him at this point, right? Like, <laughs> get out of my grandma! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Furious that Ronan is possessing her grandmother. Leave my grandmother alone. And she finally gets it. Um. And she and she goes, oh yeah. And she suddenly just understands exactly what the situation is. She's like, you're an, you're an out of nowhere. She's like, oh yeah, you're an anaphasic life form. And you're using the, this candle and like my family to, as like energy to exist, aren't you? And then she just like kills him. Yeah. It's less, <laughs> it's less, the reveal, <laughs> the reveal and the explanation really dial back the uh, yeah. horror factor and, and interest in this episode. You're For like, sure. Okay. It's like a Scooby-Doo kind of like unmasking. It's like, oh, you're not a ghost. Oh, you're just someone who's messing with everyone. Okay, well, we're going to stop you. Yeah. But she, in, in like a moment, like the whole episode, she's completely possessed. And in two seconds, she goes, oh, no, you, she knows exactly what it is. Yeah. And then she just literally just phases the, the ghost and kills it. Yeah. And she, that's it. Because she, she, she destroys the candle as well. She gives it back to him and then and then she phases it, which I I really know why she did that. So basically, it's because he, he uh, uh, Ronan is zapping Geordie on the ground. Oh, yeah. And he's like, if you don't give me the candle, I will I'll kill Geordie, basically. She's like, all right, well, I'll put the candle down. And then, and she, then, she, then she grabs Geordie's phaser and, and, and shoots the candle. Right. But then... <laughs> But then why why doesn't Ronan then go and kill Geordie? Like know, yeah, yeah. nothing has changed. That would be the response, right? Nothing has changed at yeah. this point. Like like she's put the candle down and she destroys it. Why can Ro- Ronan's still there? Yeah. So why can't he kill I don't know if it's like he's weaker now, I don't know. But yeah. But you know what I mean? Either way she could have blown it out and then he would have been weaker. Yeah. So it was a weird didn't but, really didn't really make any sense. Also, I'm I'm very surprised because obviously then Beverly just like takes the phaser and just like kills kills him basically, and that's the end of Ronan. Yeah, I'm surprised that Ronan is susceptible to phasers. That seems like an interesting. It doesn't point. really well because he's like he's he's like in a corporeal he, form, but that's not his actual form. Yeah, I don't know. But he, he just seems like, to be sort of flying. I guess it's kind of energy. Maybe I don't know. it's a weird thing, but he he dies either way. Ronan's Ronan's done. You've been abusing me with the same sort of aphasic energy that killed Quint. He was trying to destroy me! I had to defend myself! During this whole thing, she actually um, tells Riker on a comm badge to disengage the beam to the Enterprise. Yeah. And Beverly's resigned from Starfleet, so Riker shouldn't listen to her. Yeah, that's but true. Does. But he does. But you know, well, yeah. Also, this whole beam though. What was the beam doing? I don't know. I I guess he was sapping energy from the Enterprise too, maybe, or like because he was like messing with the weather systems. I don't know. But it was never really explained. Was it, it wasn't really right. No. It, that, <laughs> that, that, so uh, you're expecting the B plot to come to come together with the A plot, but it really didn't. Another side fact in this scene: there is an episode. There is a a gravestone standing next to Ronan that simply says McFly on it. Vader. Is also in that. I didn't see it. Vader. But Vader is also in that. In that. Um, there's a, where the graveyard. There's, there's a graveyard that says, that says McFly and Vader. Apparently, <laughs> there's a Back to the Future and Star Wars. Oh. Star Wars. Oh, reference. is that why? Yeah, apparently, I was thinking. I didn't of, see of the, of the UK 2000s band McFly. <laughs> <laughs> Not Marty McFly, but that makes way more sense. Yeah. <laughs> so that's basically the end of the episode. So Crusher. Um, it, you know, as as all all's well that ends well in TNG always. So you know. She kills him, that's it. The weather system's fixed, it's all good. 
the last scene is Crusher back on the Enterprise. And she's sitting there with Troy again. Troy's, like, taking more of her whiny stories about her grandmother. And this is where Crusher has learned absolutely nothing in this episode. Because the point that she takes away from everything that's happening is that even though Ronan was killing people and ruining this colony and this cat has, like, <laughs> terrorised my family for 800 years, my grandmother was, was happy. Was pretty happy. In the journals, she was happy. She was having fun. And it's like, no, Beverly... She was possessed. She was, like, addicted. Like, clearly, she wasn't happy. And Crusher's completely missed the point. That was my complaint. We end on this really weirdly positive note for Ronan. Yeah. And what was this anaphasic life form doing on Earth in the In 1600s? Scotland. In, in yeah, the I'm, I'm guessing it was Scotland. I'm guessing. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I have no idea. I have no idea. Why was it there? Who knows? It's a pretty... I'm mean, on, on the bad, weird, or both scale, I'm going to say it's definitely a bad episode of it's TNG. Absolutely bad. And, and to be honest, because of the whole ghost orgasm thing, probably pretty weird it's, as well. It's really weird. <laughs> it's, it's also pretty it's weird. It's high on both badness and weirdness. It's, it's, yes, it, on both those scales. Uh, in terms of Gold Press Latinum, what, what would you give it in terms of Gold Press Latinum? I would give it five? one. I would give it You give it one. I would give it one. I think I'd also give it one. There's some redemption in a kind of Picard a little bit in, in certain bits. <clears> this episode <throat> is so bad that it becomes enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah, and it also it's kind of it like... Not, no, enjoyable's not the word. It's just, it's so bad, it does need to be seen. Yes. Not all, exactly. That's not true for a lot of Voyage, uh, Star yeah. Trek episodes where they are just bad and they're just bad. Yeah. This one is so bad is that it... I just think it's so legendarily bad <laughs> that you actually do need to see it. It's a so bad it's good episode of Star Trek, is what you're trying to say. I... Not that it's actually good, I wouldn't but it's say, like yeah. it has it has redeeming qualities because it's just it's a marvel. You have to so see bad. it because yeah. why would they have done an episode <laughs> about this? Don't understand they, how they sat around and agreed this again. Like twenty six episodes in a season, they ran out of ideas. They just straight up ran like I bet at this point, seven seasons in, someone's like, I want to do a weird Scotland episode where Beverly has an, a boyfriend who's been haunting her family, and they're like, all right, because <laughs> I always think of bad Star Trek in like especially in like TNG as being early TNG. But this is season seven, and it's one of the worst episodes of TNG. Where would you put it on our on our on our ranking? We've obviously at the moment we've got favorite son first, we've got spirit folk second, and we've got in theory third. This is getting more and more difficult <laughs> because this episode is, I think it deserves to be watched. Yes, in uh, spirit folk, there's no mystery, there's no thing to like hold you into it. You're just kind of like there's something going on, and they're they're making stupid decisions about holograms. Yeah. In this episode, there is a mystery, like what is Ronan? What's actually happening here? Yeah. He couldn't actually be a ghost, could he? So yeah. at least there's that, I guess. There is there is a mystery. There is also Quinn. There is Quinn. I think it's not as bad. I think it's. So you I'd put. I'd put it. I'd put it. Uh, yeah, third. Favorite song's the worst one. Spirit Folk is second. Spirit Folk is second. Third is Sub Rosa. Sub Rosa and fourth is in theory. Fourth is theory. When when we decided to do this podcast, I, I wasn't looking forward to watching Sub Rosa at all. No. Like some episodes, I'm like, I want to watch that because it's funny. This was just like, oh. <laughs> I had to find moments of joy myself in this episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's um. That's another episode of, of Talking About Trek. Next week, it's uh, Sam driving. So, Sam, what have you got for us? We're going to do Threshold. Threshold. Another Voyager episode from me that I picked. <laughs> oh, God. And I'm sorry in advance. That's the lizard one, right? It's the lizard it's one. The... Okay. <laughs> for no reason, it's the lizard <laughs> okay. one. Great. Well, we'll see you, hopefully, we'll see you next week for another episode of Talking About Trek. We're going to be watching Threshold. Uh, say goodbye, Sam. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me.